0: Jedi Squadron is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu, and now Star Wars content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today.
1: Hello, new Padawans, and welcome to the Jedi Squadron podcast. Here, you will be taking lessons in the mini- Pieces of the Star Wars universe, whether it be the movies, animated series, video games, comics, and etc. This is your training into becoming a Star Wars fan as part of the Jedi Squadron. May your training go well. May the Force be with you, young padawans. What is going on, Star Wars Nation? This is the Jedi Squadron Podcast, presented by AnimeSecrets.org. And once again, we are going to be doing another Star Wars novel review. We are going to be taking a cruise through canon, which is where we take a look at uh, books that take place within the Star Wars new canon. But uh, this time, I am not here by myself. I have Riz um, with me, who just finished reading this book, the subject of today's review, not too long ago. I'll let Riz introduce himself. Hey, guys. I am excited for Thrawn. It's my... It's actually my second
0: Star Wars novel I've read in a new canon. Wasn't the first one
1: Bloodline? okay. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I own I own Bloodline. I have a couple other books, um, I, but I've not really finished any of them yet because mm-hmm. I'll get partway through, and then something shiny will catch my eyes, and I'll,
1: yeah. But anyway, uh, the subject of today's review is uh, the very first uh, Thrawn novel, which is simply called Thrawn. It's the first in a series of books about Thrawn. Uh, This book was written by Timothy Zahn, who is the original creator of Thrawn. He actually wrote the original Thrawn trilogy that uh, was published back in the 90s. Uh, This book was published in April of 2017, so it was meant to be like Thrawn's introduction into the new canon before we uh, saw him make his big on-screen debut in season three of Rebels, and uh, and it pretty much is meant to be kind of an origin story about everyone's favorite character. Now, how well does this book do at introducing such a fan favorite character? Well, we're gonna take a look and find out. Uh, We're gonna I'm gonna try we're gonna try to keep the spoilers at least as somewhat of a minimum, just because. As per usual with my new canon books, I like to encourage readers to go read the new canon so I don't want to spoil anything. No,
0: definitely, because I don't want to give you every plot point, but I definitely want to tell you why Mm -hmm. this book is great.
1: Yep. So to give a short um, explanation on what this book is about, uh, this book takes place over the course of several years. Um, It starts off where... The, where the Empire discovers a Chiss. Chiss is the alien species that Thrawn is a part of. And uh, we are introduced to him, uh, and I am totally going to botch this name, but his name is Mith- Mithra-Nuru-Odo. And there's a reason why they only call him Thrawn, because that name That's is impossible to pronounce. mithra muro Morodo, is what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. I think there's more letters
0: so, and there are like sounds in
1: the name mm-hmm. uh he's found by the empire and he's given uh he's given entry into the imperial academy he gets the new name thrawn and uh you know early on we see him go through the academy uh you know learning you know basic from his aide uh, eli banto um and then after he graduates, we see him slowly but surely rise in the ranks. You know, he combats many enemies, uh, most of which are within the Empire itself, since, you know, he has to deal with a lot of anti, um, you know, alien sentiment that's present in the Empire. And all of it eventually culminates in him obtaining the rank of Grand Admiral as we see him turn into the tactical genius that he that we know him by the time he's in Rebels. Um, And that's pretty much it. You know, it's a pretty character-driven, small, little self-contained story. Um, But, I mean, that's pretty much all it has to be. I mean, because a lot of new canon novels, I don't know if I've established this with some of my other reviews yet, but, like, a lot of the new canon novels tend to, there's a lot of them that tend to, like, flesh out the backstories of, like, small side characters, and this is one. But I would honestly say that this is probably the best book of those books that fleshes out characters like there's one for Tarkin that I've read which I'll be taking a look on here I know I think there's one for Captain Phasma how did you like the... Tarkin Tarkin was good not amazing that, but that's, it was what good. I,
0: that's the impression I got because I have the book as well but I couldn't I couldn't get into it yeah that's a side note but, but yeah <laughs>
1: now i'm gonna say this i want to give the short version of this review just me personally uh i think that this book is amazing and honestly this is one of the very few books that i can recommend for any star wars fan like if you love the new canon of course you're gonna love this because you know the new can if you're a fan of rebels you'll love seeing the origin story behind probably the most iconic villain from that show and even if you're one of those people who where the new canon is not really your thing and you tend to lean more toward the Legends continuity. The funny thing about this book is that this book can, in my opinion, fit okay into the Legends continuity, especially with the origin. So, I mean, even people who are fans of Legends, they love Grand Admiral Thrawn. So you can see him get fleshed out a lot more. So this is honestly, in my opinion, a must-read book, in my opinion. For every Star Wars fan, even if you're not a fan of the new canon, I I, I can almost guarantee that you'll enjoy this novel.
0: Yeah, so um, my quick thoughts on the Thrawn book at a very high level. So I watched Rebels, like I said in our Rebels series of reviews we did over the last couple of weeks. I've watched Rebels a couple of times now. Once when it first came out, week by week. Again, a couple of years later, and then most recently this past month. And Mm -hmm. Thrawn has always been that character that I regarded as, oh God, he's the one that's going to really, you know, wreck the rebels and give them the run for their money. Like he had that threat factor on him from the beginning. There was never a time where I was like, Thrawn's weak. Thrawn's boring. Thrawn is, he's a great character, but until this book, Nate I never wanted to root for Thrawn but this book makes me want to root for Thrawn in his victories even though he's part of the empire and it's it's interesting how my perception sifted after reading the, the book
1: yeah um <clears throat> you know I think uh one of the big things about Thrawn, even in the Legends continuity, which really made him such a, such a really beloved villain, was that you know he was very different from the other Star Wars villains that we had seen. Like he's not some evil Sith Lord with force powers like Vader or Palpatine, and he's not really as overtly evil as them. And I don't really th- I don't remember them expanding much upon that in the Thrawn trilogy, but. In this book, they kind of establish that he views the Empire not so much like he views the Empire as a necessary evil to like keep order. They're to
0: the a tool for him to fulfill his own desires that he has separate from the Empire. Mm-hmm. And while he has, and he said in the book a couple of times... I am loyal to the Empire. Once you enlist me, I'm not going to go against the Empire. But I can't help but wonder if the opportunity were to come up later on and Thrawn had to pick between being an Imperial officer or being part of the CIS ascendancy, which, correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but the CIS ascendancy is the CIS military faction, right? Mm-hmm yeah so if it comes down between the ascendancy and the empire i hundred percent believe thrawn will defect back to the uh it says immediately yep because there are certain there are several points in this book where you can kind of see he's building up something and without giving any detail he interweaves some of the people that he has to interact with into offers to go help his cis empire while he works through the imperials, and I thought that was interesting. Yep, like he's he's not a I'm trying to think of how to put this, he's not loyal to the empire, but it's just a tool for him to use them, and he's he's basically a double agent i feel like yeah which is why i can root for him so much because i don't want him to lose out on his objectives for his own people because i feel like at the end of the day if he were to have met the jedi and become friends with them you know during the clone wars which by the way he did meet one of the jedi uh mr anakin skywalker you might have heard of him.
1: Uh, we don't. Yeah, we we
0: don't know if Thrawn knows that he's Darth Vader. Though we don't. We're going to find that out in the next book, I think. Yeah. Because the next book, from what I've read very briefly, it's a book where Thrawn and Vader have to work together to do something. So I get yep. a feeling if Thrawn doesn't know already, Thrawn will know by the end of the second book that Vader and Anakin are one and the same. There is no way he yep. doesn't now the throne's not the only character we get in this though nate we also have uh governor price
1: yep arenda price makes her debut here uh we see her uh she starts off um as at the beginning of it you know of course it takes place on lothal when Ryder azadi is still governor um before she became governor of course uh and we see her as like the manager of her family's company which then gets brought by the empire and then she gets tangled into like some big mess like big political drama and we slowly see her pretty much work her way up to becoming the uh the governor that we see her by the time of rebels which i mean i i think i said this in our rebels review before but like I, I didn't hate the Price part, but I don't know. Like, I just found Thrawn's chapters and even the other character who we'll be talking about in a second. I just found the chapters revolving around them to be so much more entertaining to the point where I sometimes found myself running like, really, I got to get back to Price's story? Like, it's...
0: So when I was reading the book, I had the same opinion you did about her story. But taking a bigger look at the universe when i i don't know how you felt about her in rebels but i never really cared about her in rebels see it's kind of just there but reading her in this while it's not as it's not thrown like the story is not thrown it's still interesting yeah. to me how she came into the role of governor because that's actually a pretty it's not, I'm not going to say it's tragic, but it's definitely um, a difficult journey for her to go through. And it's interesting to see mm-hmm. it come out in some format because it kind of gives her more of a humanity, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but no, I thought Price was okay in the book. I I definitely found myself sometimes wondering, I wonder if I could just skip these pages and go, on, go back to Thrawn. <laughs> but... Exactly. Um, I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to um, miss out on some kind of plot point that might have become important later on for the Thrawn story.
1: Yep. Now, the uh, other character who is unfortunately not a character in Rebels, um, and, and apparently there is an explanation that, uh, you know, after... Um, you know, that after this whole thing, you know, he apparently joined like a d- alternate part of the Empire. So that's why we don't see him around with Ron anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, his name is Eli Vanto. Uh, Eli Vanto is, he's a bit more of a simpler character, but we I think we can all kind of get behind him. So he's from this rich family. He was in the Academy and he had his career set to where... He was going to become like a supply officer in the Imperial military, but because he was the only person in the academy that knew Chiss, he basically became Thrawn's aide, by teaching him basic and all that. And then when they both graduated, he basically began working directly under Thrawn and he never really got to his, um, you know, his own job that he planned and Malthron is constantly getting promoted. He doesn't really get promoted all that much. And like um, it's, he's a pretty simple character, but I felt for him personally, because I think we can kind of all relate to him where it's like, you have a goal in life. You take all these actions to reach that goal and you can feel those actions paying off. But then all of a sudden, bam here comes some unforeseen circumstances that just hit come and hit you out of nowhere and next thing you know you're in places where you never thought you would be in like that happens in real life
0: yeah but what did you think of Eli Vanto so Eli Vanto so I want to correct something you said um I think you might have misspoke a, a slight bit not a big deal but Eli Vanto yeah. actually was not from a rich family. Um, they were from some backwater planet from, like, oh. somewhere out into nowhere. And his class struggle, he had a very big class struggle because most of the Imperials in the officer school, they were um, they were making fun of him. They didn't like him. They didn't respect him. So he had to work double hard. Right. And then when he became Thrawn's pet, as they called him, he lost more respect because nobody thought Thrawn could go anywhere because while they don't respect people from the backwater worlds, they also don't respect non-humans to be in the higher ranks of society, like a grand admiral or something, for example. It's just unheard of for the Empire to have non-humans up there. So him working for Thrawn hurt him a lot, his reputation. And that that was a really big part of his character because he didn't want to be there he wanted nothing to do with ron for at least the first couple of years that they were working together going to school and rising the ranks. it isn't until like later on that he starts to understand thrawn and he starts to appreciate working for him and considers him somebody of somebody worthy of his respect
1: yeah, and there were there was this very satisfying chapter where like, you know, he's being made fun of by like someone who uh I think the I think his rank was like a lieutenant in the navy or something and cuz Eli is still an ensign, which is the lowest officer rank in the navy. Yeah. Um and then Eli Vanto is pronounced like you're going to get this promotion and it's like, okay, thank you. I can finally be a lieutenant and get this over with and they don't make him a lieutenant. They make him a I think they make him a lieutenant commander or something, like a huge jump. Like, that's going from, like, I mean, I used to be an ROTC in high school, so I kind of know the rankings. Like, that's, like, going from, like, a one to a four. So he outranks this guy who was just making fun of him. And for him to, like, get almost kind of look at this guy smugly and be like, hey, screw you. Guess what? I'm That was so dogs. satisfying. Yeah, it was great.
0: Well, and, I mean, yeah. he deserved it because – This guy was so unsuspecting. He had no great ambition. He just wanted to be a supply officer. He just wanted to do inventory stuff all day. He didn't care about command or strategy or anything. And Thrawn took him under his wing and taught him not to be like him. Because you can't truly be like Thrawn. But definitely made it so Eli could see the bigger picture quicker and that was in part to have um thrawn have somebody else almost as equal help him and understand what he's trying to do without him having to explain every little minute detail
1: yep now now apparently um i'm now getting this uh he was apparently after um thrawn's big promotion to grand admiral he was sent as the uh as like his as to the work as, like, the Empire's, like, ambassador to the Chiss ascendant tree. Mm-hmm. So that's why we don't see him in Rebels. But apparently, um, he does appear in the very last novel in the Thrawn series, Thrawn Treason.
0: I think but, he's also in Alliances,
1: too. Uh, he's mentioned in Alliances. Yeah, I know he's
0: at least mentioned. I, I don't know to what extent. I haven't read the book yet. But uh, yeah. that's definitely on my to-do list going forward, like, as early as maybe tomorrow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um You uh was there um Was there anything else, or do you want me to like bring up some of the references or connections to other Star Wars stuff? Um
0: The only other thing I would want to talk about is the Night Swan character. Because Yeah. So The way Thrawn is portrayed with Eli, you have a Sherlock Holmes and Watson kind of relationship where, you know, Thrawn is this, you know, master mentalist basically. Like he has superior intellect, he has strategy at the wazoo. And then Eli is this poor guy trying to keep up and, you know, attend to him as best he can, like how Watson does for Sherlock. But you can't have a Sherlock without having a Moriarty. And you get a Moriarty in, in the form of Night Swan, who is basically Thrawn's rival throughout. Um, you don't know a lot about him until the very end. I'm not going to tell you too much about like who Night Swan is or what his goals or anything are, but I do want to say that my my only big regret with Night Swan in the Thrawn book in general is that we don't get a lot of Night Swan expose until like the last hundred pages of the book, if even that. So Mm -hmm. I feel like this could have been any, anyone and it had the same impact. There is nothing truly special about Night Swan to make him, you know, something bigger than he was. He was just kind of there. And I kind of wish that we had gotten more about him. Like, maybe a couple of softwares dedicated from his POV. Mm -hmm. But I get why they wouldn't. But yeah, Nate, we can start talking about the
1: the connections and Easter eggs. Yep. So, um, first things first was some of the Rebels references. Um, So... We're shown a lot of characters that directly relate to uh, Arinda Price and her becoming governor of Lothal. We see uh, Ryder Azadi, of course. Um, We also see uh, Marketh Tua, who was a character in the first two seasons of Rebels. Again, we already went over how she's a forgettable character. Uh, We also see uh, Admiral Constantine, who was a recurring character. I don't think we talked about him much in uh, our Rebels reviews, but he was there. Um, We also see the... uh, the Imperial Starstrike Academy is briefly mentioned. This is where, this is the academy where Sabine uh, recruited uh, Wedge and Hobby from in that one episode of Rebels. Um, now a big thing here, and this is one of the reasons why I feel like this book can actually fit perfectly into the continuity, is that the first two chapters of this novel, uh, which revolve around like, Thrawn being discovered by the Empire, they actually play out almost identically to this short story that Timothy's on wrote called mist encounter. Uh, you know, it has the exact same characters, um, including uh, captain Voss, park, uh, Colonel Mosh Barris and major Weon. um, you know, they operate from a flagship called the star destroyer strike fast. Uh, the only difference is that, uh, in the original, the strike fast was a victory class star destroyer with tie fighters, which is, uh, what, during the imperial era while here the ship is a clone wars era venator class star destroyer and it has v-wings so i guess that would imply that this book might have taken place like early in the empire before they got all this newer technology although some people have speculated that maybe they just were a little later to get that updated tech but um The chapter also mentions that the crew is in search of smugglers while they're looking for when they discover Thrawn. And this directly alludes to Missed Encounter, because that whole story on when they meet Find Thrawn, uh, they were actually chasing an infamous smuggler called Booster Tarek. Uh, Tarek isn't mentioned in this version of the story. But uh, yeah, so pretty much, I mean... Mist Encounter, which was Timothy Zahn's short story Origins for Thrawn, is pretty much canonized completely here, just with that little minor change of, like, the types of ships that they use. Uh, Thrawn, when he is given the rank of Captain, is uh, his first command is the Star Destroyer Chimera, which is his personal flagship in Rebels, and it was also his personal flagship in Legends as well. Um... In his, one of his very first scenes in Rebels, Thrawn mentions that his promotion to Grand Admiral was achieved following his success after a mission on Bataan, which this is that mission is basically the climax of this novel, which was pretty cool. Um, the only other thing I really want to mention is that um, much like in the Legends continuity, uh, Thrawn... Faces a lot of anti alien discrimination in the book because uh, you know there's a lot of anti alien sentiment in the Empire. Now this also happened in Legends, but they flesh it out a little bit more here in the books because the the explanation is that if you guys have seen the Clone Wars, you will know that the majority of the Council that led the Separatists during the Clone Wars. They were aliens. I mean, sure, you had Count Dooku at the top, but a- after that, I mean, you know, you had the Trade Federation viceroy's who were Nemoidians. You know, you had a uh, you had the Core Re-VR people. I don't know how to pronounce that alien species name. You know, you had a uh, you had um like the com- you had Wat Tambor. I don't know what species Wat Tambor was called, but uh like. They were all aliens, basically. Like how Dooku was the only human representative in the separatist while in the uh, Republic, most of them were humans. And because, you know, even in the Star Wars universe, apparently we live in a world where the winners get get to write history. You know, they've now written this history where the Empire was good, and you know they and the great humans prevailed over those evil aliens who wanted to overthrow the galaxy. So, I, I actually really liked that. I. I, Because that, that explanation is now present in the Legends continuity, so I really like how they flesh that out a lot. Um, but those were all the connections I could think of.
0: Okay. Yeah, just to add on, um, I find it very interesting that prior to the Empire's rise to power following the Clone Wars, you're right. A lot of the, you know, the Chancellor was human, a lot of the higher-ups were human. But if you look at the Jedi Council, that was a very nice mix, representative mix of different people from all kinds of walks of life and backgrounds and races yep. and all that.
1: So Like Plocoon was a Keldor, Kitfisto was a Notalon. Yoda was a Yoda. Mundi was a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kiani Mundi was a Syrian or Kyrian. I don't know how to pronounce I don't know how to pronounce the C in that alien mm-hmm. race, but still.
0: Yeah, but there's definitely a lot of discrimination that... So I didn't know about the discrimination of aliens versus humans until I read this book. Mm-hmm. It It's not really something you see a lot in Rebels or in the original trilogy. Because again, in the original trilogy, you have Admiral Akbar And literally, he is a, a mankla? Is that, is that what they're called? Just Mon Cal, Mon Cal. yeah, short, sure. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you have aliens present there. It's just during the Empire's time, and on the Empire side of the faction, that you have mainly humans in power, and the other aliens are kind of relegated to a secondary type of status.
1: Yep. So that was interesting. Uh... So what would your closing thoughts be on this novel, Riz?
0: So I walked into Thrawn just wanting a little bit more information on my personal journey to the Ahsoka TV show. Um, Because I didn't know how much of Thrawn's backstory do we need to really get all the Easter eggs and the most you can out of the TV show. And I didn't have... So I knew it would be good i just didn't think it'd be this good so i i definitely thought this book was amazing i enjoyed every second of it except for maybe the price stuff but even the price Mm -hmm. stuff like i said it had it's had its role it helped flesh out the other villain from seasons three and four of rebels and it did its part pretty well i felt um thrawn is an amazing character i I can't stop brooding for him now, and I'm gonna be very conflicted in Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> trying to figure out how do you reconcile the fact that the Ahsoka synopsis says the she's looking to prevent Grand Admiral Thrawn from returning to bring the Empire back. Like I have a lot of questions there on what I'm gonna do when I get to that, what am I gonna think? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, this book is amazing.
1: I'd give it an A. Or Yeah, i mean, <clears throat> yeah, I'd give it an A, too. Uh, I would probably give it a 10 out of 10 on the number system. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, maybe 9.5 out of 10. I would take off some points for the Arenda Price stuff. I was going to say a nine, like 9, but that's still pretty dang good, you know? Yeah. So, And, like I said, I mean, I, I'm personally putting this on my must-read because, like I said, even if you're not a fan... Of the new canon, I feel like, you know, you'll enjoy this novel just because, I mean, I don't know, even among all Star Wars fans, all Star Wars fans can agree that it's a sin to hate Thrawn. Yeah. So, you'll, you'll enjoy that novel.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to reading the next two in the trilogy, and then there's a trilogy that's like a prequel to everything we just read that just concluded, I think, last year, or maybe this year. So, mm-hmm. there's plenty of Thrawn content still to come. Um, at least yeah. for me to consume and I'm most excited for that I'm excited for the Ahsoka TV show I'm so for all it's
1: a good time to be a Star Wars fan in my opinion yeah it is but that about wraps this up point is, is that you should definitely go and uh, check out uh, Thrawn and uh, we will uh, try to um, you know, get on uh, reviewing the uh, other Thrawn novels at some point and I will of course do my other personal reviews as well um, and, of course, Riz will be on at any time whenever we have a novel that we both like. With yeah. um, well, that being said, we thank you guys so much for checking out this podcast. Uh, we will see you guys uh, next time when we uh, start to take a look at uh, the actual Ahsoka series that we've all been hyped up to watch. Um, if you enjoyed this and you're watching this on YouTube, please leave comments down below with your personal thoughts on Thrawn. If you caught any connections that I may have personally missed, you know, be sure to put those down. Um, if you're watching us on Spotify, we love you, and you can reach out to us at animesecrets.org. Do you give us any feedback? Um, and same with iTunes. With that said, we thank you guys so much for taking the time to uh, listen to us give our thoughts on thron and we'll see you guys next time when we do Ahsoka. But until that time, you guys stay safe. We love you, and may the force be with you.